Today we have a message that is honoring mothers, but it's for all of us. And some parts of it are particularly for young people. How many of you young people want a long, happy life? Listen, all of you. Sean, you want a long, happy life? <laughs> okay, you can put your hands down, right? We're going to tell you today how to have a long, happy life, right? And, you know, all you parents want a long, happy life for these munchkins. Uh, that, that's what we want for them. We're going to, we're going to look at how to, how to actually do that, uh, how, to, for, how for them to have a long, happy life, and for how for you to help them to have a long, ha- happy life. And <clears throat> also... What we're looking at is one of the important principles of life. And it's one of those principles that doesn't quit because you leave home and you get old. It affects everybody in this room. It affects all of us. So we're going to start, and our text is going to be Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Now, most of you children have probably got the first part of this verse learned off. It says, uh, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with thee and that thou, that thou mayest live long on the earth. Now, that started off as a command in the Ten Commandments that was given to the nation of Israel. But, you know, here in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul is giving it to the church. He's giving it to you guys. In fact, he's giving it to all of us. If you want a long, happy life, that it may be well with you, and that the days that, that you, thou mayest live long on the earth, you know how to do it? Honor your mother and your father. And today we're going to deal with honoring our mothers. Because today is Mother's Day. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm a father. And, I, and at this stage of my life, I recognize that I'm totally unequal to the task of being a father. It's a huge task. But you know, as you look at mothers and the jobs that mothers have, it's a job that requires sacrifice beyond what anybody imagines when they embark on it. Um, <clears throat> a cute story. He uh, said, no, no, no one deserves a special day to herself like Mother's Day. A cartoon showed a psychologist talking to his patients. patient. Let's see, he said, you spend 50% of your energy on your job, 50% on your husband, and 50% on your children. I think I see your problem, right? <clears throat> Let's have a word of prayer and we'll begin. Father, would you bless us this morning and help us? Or we look to you and depend upon you today, Lord. Or you have truth that is life-changing and that is powerful for us. Help us, Lord, as we look to you today to get that truth. And, Lord, to embrace it and to live the results of it. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Let me read you some other verses where this this this. Honor your father and your mother is quoted, right? Exodus 20, verse 12, in the commandments, it says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Deuteronomy 5, 16 says, Honor thy father and thy mother, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days might be prolonged, and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. And Matthew 15, verse 4 said, For God commandeth, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother. He that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. That's Jesus speaking, by the way. That's a pretty strong statement, isn't it? He that curseth mother or father, let him die the death. Do you know there really is very few quicker ways for us to mess up our lives than for us to refuse to honor our mothers and our fathers? 
What we do is we, we do ourselves untold damage. And by the way, if you're older here today, these kids uh, have got their lives all ahead of them as far as that's concerned. But if you're older and you've done that, do you know what? And there's an opportunity for you to fix it? Fix it. You see, honoring mother and father doesn't stop at a certain point in life. Matthew 15, verse 6 says, And honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Now, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees there. And what the Pharisees were doing, they were saying, you know, okay, so you're supposed to honor your mother and your father. You're supposed to give them money. But we can't. We gave it to the synagogue. And Jesus is saying, no way. That has not set you free. Uh, You're supposed to still honor. You're supposed And he's talking, by the way, of financially taking care of aged parents at that point. He's talking about financially now, but taking care of them, but looking after them. Matthew 19, verse 19 says, Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Mark 7, verse 10 says, For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother. Whoso curseth father or mother, let him die the death. Mark 10, verse 19 says, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and thy mother. Luke 18, verse 20 says the commandments again. And again and again, God brings up this idea of thou shalt honor thy father and thy mother. It's big stuff with God. You know, as we honor moms today, it just gives us an opportunity to think about this whole deal, to think about this whole issue. What does it actually mean? And how are we doing on it? Let me ask you this morning, if, if you were to ask yourself, how are you doing? Score yourself, one to ten on how you're doing as far as honoring uh, your mother today. How would you do on it? Let me ask you another question. What would she say if she could say today about how you're doing in this area of honoring? It's a big issue with God, and it's an issue that we need to deal with and work with uh, in our lives. Now, Now, what does it mean to honor in the first place? What does it mean to honor? Sometimes we use words and we never take the time to define them. So we kind of have a fuzzy idea in our head, but we've never actually defined uh, what the word means. Well, to honor means to hold in the highest esteem or value. To hold in the highest esteem or value. Let let me ask you, young people, do you hold your mom in the highest esteem? Do you think she's great? Do you? That's pretty good. That is pretty good. So we've got some kids that are smiling up here with big beaming faces, moms. I mean, this, this is pretty good stuff, all right? <laughs> uh, you're supposed to hold your mom uh, in the highest esteem or honor. You're supposed to think she's pretty cool. Now, the problem with us is that when we're very young, that's how we think. Let me, let me, let me read you this. <clears throat> At four years of age, my mommy can do anything. At eight years of age, my mom knows a whole lot. At 12 years of age, my mother doesn't really know quite everything. At 14 years of age, naturally, mother doesn't know that either. At 16 years of age, mother, she's hopelessly old-fashioned. At 18 years of age, that old woman, she's way out of date. At 25 years of age, well, she might know a little bit about it. At 35 years of age, before we decide, let's get mom's opinion. At 45 years of age, I wonder what mom would have thought about that. At 65 years of age, I wish I could talk it over with mom. Now, I'm going to do something for you that's going to help you guys, right? How many of you can say, I've been through those phases, and I came to the end of it where I thought, you know what, 
she really was quite something. How many of you would look back at your life and say, I've been through those stages? And lift your hand. You've, you've been at the stage where your top mom knew nothing and you've come to the place where you realize you know, she knew a whole lot. Okay, now I want you kids to look back. Oh, parents, hold your hands up, right? Because this is important, right? Because <clears throat> you know what? Connor, what age are you? You're 11. Okay, you come in on this thing. My mother doesn't really know quite everything at 12. It's coming. <laughs> All right, it is coming, Connor. And you will think she doesn't know everything. But you know what? There's another day coming when you'll realize she knew a whole lot more than you thought she knew. So you can put your hands down now, kids, right? Uh, <clears throat> and you see... <clears throat> Here's what we have in our day and age. We have some problems with this whole idea and age that are unique to the past 50 or 60 years. Right? Uh, let me go through some of them. First of all, authority is broken down. See, when authority breaks down, um, <clears throat> all authority comes under the hammer. And we've seen authority break down on a rapid scale. We don't trust government. We don't trust the church. We don't trust the doctor anymore. We've got Google. We, we really, there's, there's so many things we, we just don't trust. We don't, just don't trust it. We don't follow authority at all anymore. And you know that there are reasons why that has happened. But you know, it's cost us much more than we can imagine because authority's broken down, and, and, and we question everything. And parents, you question everything, and so do your kids. You know, and, and they will second guess you, won't they? And sometimes they have, they actually uh, can 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 know something you don't know. Now you don't listen to that, right? Sometimes uh, they can actually know something that you don't know. Um, oftentimes our children are more knowledgeable in this day day and age because of technology. You know, who do you ask to fix the TV when it's when it's giving you trouble? Oftentimes it's a child, isn't it? Because they understand technology better than you do. Oh, what about your computer? Who do you go to for help? with your computer. So you can have a child who, in terms of wisdom and understanding of life, knows far less than you do, but when it comes to technology, they know better than you. And there's, a, there's an imbalance there uh, because of that. Also, feminism, feminism has broken down the authority in the home. Now, <clears throat> let me say this. I think there was a case to be addressed as far as women were concerned, and I think it got dressed, because I think there, you know, there, there was a pretty bad situation uh, at one point. And feminism came in, and feminism sought to address the situation, right? But what happens is what so often happens is the pendulum swung all the other way completely. And now, dad so often is regarded as somebody who's just out of touch, doesn't know what's going on, and he's kind of a bit of a joke. And you say... Yeah, I can see that. But you know what's happened there? What's happened there is this, that <clears throat> authority again has taken a hit. And, <clears throat> you know, because God's plan for authority is dad, mom, and then the children. And when you take away authority, what happens is it goes completely. And just in the same way as they will challenge dad because he doesn't know anything, they will challenge mother. They will challenge every, every authority in their lives. So we've got a situation in, the, in our culture that's kind of different. Uh, in the sense that <clears throat> we've got authority being broken down. Uh, parents want to be friends with their children, right? Now listen, everybody wants to be liked. And you want, to, you want mothers, you want your children to like you. Now, <clears throat> and th- that's no problem. That's a good thing. Hopefully they will like you. Hopefully they will love you. Do you know that the Bible never tells children to love their parents? It tells them to honor them. The basis of the relationship with your children is not one where they love you. It's one where they 
honor you. And I think we need to understand that. I think we need to understand that there is a difference. Now, hopefully, you know, when your children get to be older, uh, there's, there's a relationship that's equal in terms. There's always be an honor there, hopefully, but there's a relationship that's equal in terms, and there's a love, there's a, there's, there's, there's a, there's a friendship that goes on at that point. But in those growing up years, your children are supposed to honor you. And parents, it's important for you to actually overcome the hump our society has that says, no, I couldn't make myself the center of it all and expect them to honor me. No, you need them to honor you. But more than that, they need to honor you. These kids need to hold their parents in high esteem. They need to honor them. They need to look at their parents and and, um, uh, give them honor. They need to bow to them. And do, do you know the way the Bible actually tells us uh, in our text, in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother. Do you know the first manifestation of honoring is obeying? Now, when I asked you, do you honor your parents? You guys all said yes, didn't you? I'll put your hands up and you said you honor your parents, okay? Well, let me ask you the harder question, right? And remember, your parents are watching, okay? Do you obey them? Do you do what you're, you do? That's very good. Did, the answer is yes. Very good. <laughs> Monica and Yark. <laughs> you, you, actually, you, you actually obey them, do you? Do you all obey them? Okay, now some, some are being more honest. Some are deluded. <laughs> um, but you're supposed to obey. Now, what does it mean to obey? If your mom tells you to go and get ice cream and you obey her, is that easy? That's easy. You kind of like those those commands. Don't you go and get ice cream? You'll go and do that. What about when she tells you to do something you don't want to do? You'll still do it. That's very good. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about you doing the things you don't want to do. What about when she's not looking? When she's not looking, do you still do it? Do you still, you know, I see, and <laughs> listen, you guys are fooling me because <laughs> I see things. <laughs> You're supposed to do it. Now you say, okay, well, what's the big deal, pastor? I mean, <clears throat> it's not such a, such a big deal. I mean, most of the time I'm good. Now, hang on, remember, remember our promise at the beginning, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it might be well with you, and that the days that you live in the land might be good, might be long. Don't you want that? Don't you want a good life? Oshin, don't you want a good, happy life? Devil. I mean, he's he's a clever guy. There's no no question. He wants a long, happy life. You know what? The manifestation of honoring in that sense is that you obey, that you actually do what you're told. And that's tough. I don't like doing what I'm told. In fact, nobody in this room likes doing what they're told. We just don't like that. We're not made that way. We don't like doing what we're told. But you know, it's so important that we learn to do it because God's put a promise. God's attached a promise to it. And the promise is that it'll give you a good life, a good, happy life. Now, let let me talk to you adults for a second. Let me ask you a question. Be honest with me. How many of you would say... You know, I've got problems in my life because I didn't honor and obey. 
I've got areas in my life that, are, that I've got a problem with because I didn't. I don't know. Now put your hands up again for these kids, right? I'm going to get them to look at you, right? I've got problems in my life because I didn't honor. I know, Ben. Now listen, the rest of you need to be more honest. That, right? <clears throat> I've got difficulties in my life because I didn't honor. I, well, let's put it this way. I've had difficulties in my life because I didn't honor and obey. Okay, let's, let's catch everybody here, right? Okay, I've had difficulties because I didn't honor. Now, kids, I want you to stand up and look at the, all the adults here, right? Because they're telling you something here. They've got problems because they didn't honor and obey because they didn't do it. You can put your hands down because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. All right, you can sit down again. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Now, here's the reality. You know what? If you honor your mother and your father, you're going to have a happy life. And if you don't, you're going to have problems. How do I know that? Because God says. That God says. And the same is true for any of us. I mean, <clears throat> if you don't honor your mother and your father, there's going to be problems in your life. You might say, well, you know, Pastor, that's fine and easy for you to say, but you know what? The relationship between me and my parents is just wrecked and ruined. You know what? You need to make it right. You need to make it right. You, need, you, you say, oh, I just, I, you know, I've, 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 I've done so many things and there's so much water under the bridge. You need to make it right. You need to work and do the best you can to make it right on your side. You need to get, because this it, this is a command with a promise attached to it. This is not something you can just skirt out the side of. This, this command has a promise attached to it, and the promise is that it might be well with you, that's a good life, and that the days that you live may be long, a long, happy life. So, you know, it's worth you actually going to some pain, maybe making a visit, uh, maybe <clears throat> taking some time off work, maybe doing whatever it takes for you to actually make things right. You see, <clears throat> we read through that list of, uh, of things kids do, and, you know, in the teen years, didn't you honestly think your parents were Neanderthals? That, that's not new, by the way. I, <clears throat> I thought that when I, when, when I was in those teen years. You know, they, they didn't know anything. You know? <clears throat> but you know what? At the age of 25, I began to realize, you know what? They knew a whole lot more than I thought. And then when I was 27 years old, no, I was 28 years old at the time. I'm a man, got my own family. Somebody preached a message on this topic. And the Spirit of God took that sharp two-edged sword and he plunged it right into me. And I realized I did not honor my mother and my father when I was growing up, particularly my dad. My dad was a good man, but I didn't do what he told me to do. I thought he was a Neanderthal. Now, we've kind of come over that and gotten, gotten beyond that. And, um, <clears throat> and, you know, I went home that day and I wrote a letter to my dad and I apologized to him for not honoring him during those years. I apologized to him for not doing what he told me to do for, for rejecting his way over my way, effectively, and going my own way and doing my own thing. It wasn't good. There was nothing good about it. I, and you know what? I felt such freedom. And years later, my mom told me, she said, hey, just a few weeks ago, actually, uh, she said, I, I asked her about the letter I'd sent to him. And she said, yeah, he treasured that letter. He was dead a couple of years later. He treasured that letter. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad he was blessed by the letter. But you know what? I was much more blessed by writing it. 
I was much more blessed by making the effort to sort it out. Now, you may try and not be able to sort it out. That's possible. But you know what? You've tried. But you've got to try on this thing. There's no way you can leave it run that you fail to honor. It's too big. It's too important. This issue in the Bible is just way too big an idea for you to actually just say, no, it doesn't matter. You need, you need to do it. Um, so, so what is the basis of this honor then? Let me start by saying this. It's not perfect parents. Don't we want to give ourselves the excuse of, oh, my parents have problems. All parents have problems. It's a sin-cursed world. It's a fallen world. All parents have problems. No parents are perfect. Now, truly, it is easier to honor parents who are honorable than it is to honor parents who are dishonorable. But the command isn't negated by the fact that they're not such great parents. You still need to honor them. You say, well, what does that mean? How am I going to do that? You're going to have to hold them in high esteem. You're going to have to maybe take care of them. You're going to have to support them. You're going to have to be a blessing to them, even though they may not have been a great blessing to you. That one stings, isn't it? Sometimes the commands of God sting. Sometimes they cost us. But obeying them is always the best thing. So that even though your parents may not have been all that they, <clears throat> uh, they should be, you're not let off the hook. See, the basis uh, or the why of honor is simply this. It's the command of God. God said, honor your mother and your father. That's it. You know, here we are today, and we're having a special day, a holiday, you know, and all the, all the card stores and all the flower stores and all the shops are real happy about today because, you know, they get to make a lot of money, and it's a, a big holiday for us in this day and age. But do you know that inadvertently, what we're doing today is we're actually obeying the command of God to honor. That's what we're doing. It gives you an opportunity. Now look, you know, buying the flowers, writing the card, that won't be the reality of it. The reality of it's going to be played out in your life every day if your mother's alive. But you know what? It's a command of God. That's the first reason. Second reason is this. It's intrinsically right. Com- conscience demands it. Even pagans believed it was right to honor your parents. Um, let me read you. Uh, to what is essentially right to the divine, the, the divine ordinance is added. Compare a secularist. This, this is a, uh, a, a, a Greek pagan, right? For the reverence of parents, this is written third in the laws of much venerated justice. Uh, there are three virtues which shouldst, thou shouldst cultivate, my child, to honor the gods. Well, obviously we don't want to do that, right? And thy parents who gave thee being and the common law of his. But you're to honor your parents which gave you being. Even pagans understand this. Even people who don't subscribe to Christianity understand this. You know, it's just natural for us to do, for us to actually honor them. Mother's sacrifice also demands it. Let me ask you guys. Do you think your mother's sacrificed for you? Sacrifice meaning is a big word, isn't it? Do you think they gave up doing things they wanted to do? so they could look after you. How many of you ever had a dirty nappy? <laughs> oh, it's gross, isn't it? How many, how many of them did your mom change? That's kind of gross, isn't it? She did. How many of you have ever been sick? Did your mom look after you? Yeah, she looked after you. 
How many of you had a mom who paid money out for things she needed to buy for you that she really could have spent on herself? Yeah. You know what? It costs your mom to have you. I think he's wounded. I think he needs to leave. I think we need a parent here to deal with this guy, right? Um, um, Okay, so so your, your parents sacrificed for you. Now, what do you normally do when somebody sacrifices for you, when somebody gives up something? What do you, what do you say? If I come and give you a gift, you know, w- w- at the end of the service, when I, when I give you one of these, what are you going to say? Yeah, aren't you? It's just, it's just natural, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, it's just the way it is. But if somebody gives so much more than a chocolate egg for you, it should be big thank you, shouldn't it? It should be kind of an everyday thank you. Shouldn't it, Connor? should be an everyday thank you. It should be something that goes on a lot. You see, the fact that parents sacrifice, the fact that mothers sacrifice for us, that demands that we would actually take time uh, and honor them. But I want to give you something else here, parents. You know, it teaches children to honor God. You know, that's the purpose behind it all. See, here's the thing. We we get children into our home, and they're our precious little children, and we love them. And we want them, and we desire them, and we want the best for them and everything else. But do you realize that biblically, our children are not ours, they're actually God's. And God puts them into our lives to enable us to raise them for him. That's what he does. He puts them into our lives to enable them to raise our children for him. Now, so here's, here's the deal. When you're raising your children and you're teaching them to honor you, do you know what they're being taught? They're being taught to honor God. You see, it's so much easier for a child who's been through the motions in the home of learning to honor mom and dad, learning to bow, learning to obey, when, when they get confronted with the reality of, now listen, we're big in your life, but there's one who's much bigger, much greater, much more powerful. There's a God who's in charge of everything in your life. He gives you breath. He gives you food. He gives you everything. And he's the one that you need to honor. And you see, that, that's what it's leading to. It's leading to the place where we understand that it's God that we need to honor. And by the way, let me say this to you. Uh, if you come this morning and you don't know God as your Savior, you don't know him in that way. It's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. Do you know that... Uh, one of the names God uses is Father. Now, he didn't borrow the name from man. We borrowed the name from him. He's our Father. He loves us. He wants the best for us. He has sacrificed. He sent his Son to die for us. He wants a relationship with us so badly that based upon what his son did on the cross, if we will turn to him and ask him forgiveness, he will forgive our sin and he will bring us back into relationship with him. That's what the cross is all about. The cross is all about a father who loves us and who is worthy of our honor and wants us to love him back. And if you, if you don't know him as that, listen, today would be a great day for you to come to know him as that. Because he loves you. He wants the best for you. <clears throat> you see, but what you're doing is you're teaching your children to honor God. <clears throat> so what are the results of honoring? Well, first thing our text told us is that it may be well with us. 
It doesn't mean to be well. It means happy, good. The biblical word, I suppose, is, would be blessed. That you may have a blessed life. A life that's blessed, a life that's enjoyable, a life that you can truly <clears throat> enjoy. Now listen, that's what everybody in this room wants. If I ask you what you want, nobody has to think about it. Nobody, except they've got some mental problems, is going to say to me, no, I want, I want to be miserable. I like being miserable. Some people choose it, but we don't, we don't choose it openly like that, right? You, you guys want to be happy, don't you? You, you, know, you want to be happy when you're 10, and you want to be happy when you're 15, and you want to be happy when you're 20, um, in, in, the, in, the, in the far, far, far distant future when you're 30, you want to be happy? Yeah, you do, don't you? Well, <clears throat> the results of honoring your parents are a happy life. Now, let me ask us again. How many problems come into our lives because we failed in this one? And how many blessings in our lives are due to the fact that sometimes we got it right? You know, it's such a basic thing that we can gloss over. I'm amazed at the children of God how often we can miss where we're lacking blessing, if you want to put it that way. And the reason we're lacking blessing is because, you know, um, we've not done what God told us to do in some area. And there's no area bigger than this. And we can, we can have things go wrong in our lives that are, go right back to this. We can have problems and issues in our lives that go right back to this. So I remember dealing with my own family <clears throat> much later and realizing, you know what? I'm getting back from my kids some of the things I gave my dad. Haven't you been there? You don't like to think of it like that, right? By the time you get to the place where you're raising your own kids, you've reformed, you've gotten everything in order, and you want to, you want to think you're, you're a great person. But no, sometimes we get back what we've given. And problems come into our lives. And God says, do you want to be happy? Do you want a blessed life? Then do what I tell you. <clears throat> we get protection from many evils in life by honoring our parents. <clears throat> now, let me, let, let me talk to you first, and I'll talk to all of them, right? <clears throat> How many of you guys, at some point did something wrong that your parents told you not to do and you were so sorry afterwards because it got you in big trouble. A bunch of sinners. <laughs> you got it wrong, didn't you? Now, that's, these, these are munchkins. And you know what happens with munchkins? When, when they get it wrong and things go wrong, the, 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 the tough stuff they have to deal with. Dan, you can put your hand down, Daniel, right? I appreciate you putting that up there. You can put it down there, right? Um, when they get it wrong, it's kind of on a low level, right? doesn't cost them a whole lot. Because you know what? God knows the foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. And he's told us parents we're supposed to help them deal with it. Right? So, you know, usually what happens at their stage in life is, you know, they have to face off with mom and dad. And they get dealt with and they get it right, they get it sorted out. Now, it feels like the worst thing in the world. But let me come over <clears throat> to the adults and ask you this question. How many of you did something wrong that your mother or your father told you not to do, and you did it anyway, and you shed many tears over it? It's cut you deep. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, right? 
But isn't it so? Listen, if we would do what we're told by our parents, it would protect us from so many evils in life. And some of you did. Some of you did a fairly good job of, of obeying your parents and you've reaped the blessing of it. And some of you could tell us stories that will bring tears to us. Because what you did was you said, no, I'm going to go my own way and do my own thing. See, you can't get away with it. Because what God has done is God has written it in Scripture. He's nailed it down. And he said, you'll be protected. You know what? If you will learn now to honor mom and dad and obey them, so many of the bad things that could happen in your life just won't happen. They just won't happen. You'll be protected from so many things because you honor mom and dad, right? <clears throat> Something else that it will bring in your, in your life is bring peace in the home. Now, when you're young, you don't typically understand or appreciate peace in the home. You just don't. It's just kind of, you know what? <clears throat> and um, when you get to the teenage years, sometimes you kind of take a perverse kind of a pleasure. Uh, in disturbing the peace of the home, don't you? Uh, <clears throat> sometimes, you know, you kind of get, it's kind of fun to get everybody riled up and in a tizzy and so on. But you know what? Peace in the home is very valuable to all of us. A sweet place, an oasis of peace that you can go and you can enjoy being around these people is a very sweet thing to have. It's a thing to be prized. And if you happen to be in those years where you're fighting against it and you don't care, let, let, me, let me say this to you. you know, it usually doesn't take a whole lot to bring peace in the home. Most parents are not expecting perfection. They're not perfect and they don't expect perfection from you. But <clears throat> it's easy for you to bring peace in the home. During those teenage years, you know, it doesn't help you that your friends think you're great or you're mad, or whatever it is they say about you. It doesn't help you. You know, the people that care most about you live under the same roof as you typically, and you need to have peace with that. And that's what God is talking about. God is talking about you honoring them, about you having peace uh, in your home, about you having a good, a sweet place to be. You see, the results of this thing in your life are wonderful. The results of honoring your mother and your God, God made it far-reaching. That you might have a long, happy life. I want that. I want a long, happy life. You know, the years when I was in rebellion against my parents, I couldn't for the life of me look back at them and say they were happy years. In fact, I could never look back at anything I did that I was told not to do that made me happy. I, could, I, I never could. You know, <clears throat> listen, the results of honoring your parents are wonderful in your life. For these little people, and for us older people too. You know what? If they get it now, they're made for life. Maybe you didn't get it. Maybe you didn't get it when you were young. Maybe you didn't get it when you were little. But you know what? You can still do something about it. You can still fix the situation. If your mother is alive, today is a great day. If you just take time. And make things right with her. Make a phone call. You say, Mama, she won't listen. You know what? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Uh, she just might be waiting for that phone call. She just might be longing for that phone call. Most mothers have rose-tinted glasses for their children. They really do. They want to think the best. 
of their kids. They just do. And you know what? If you go towards them in any way, they'll tend to respond. Maybe today would be a great day for you to make a phone call. Or maybe for you to go and see them. Or maybe for you to make a phone call and plan a trip. But actually make it right with them. Let me, let me read you. <clears throat> Somebody said that a child is carried in its mother's womb for nine months. Somebody does not know that a child is carried in its mother's heart forever. Somebody said that it takes about six weeks to get back to normal after you've had a baby. Somebody doesn't know that once you're a mother, normal is history. Somebody said good mothers never raise their voices. Somebody never came out the back door just in time to see her child hit a golf ball through the neighbor's kitchen window. <laughs> somebody said you don't need an education to be another, be a mother. Uh, somebody never helped a fourth grader with his maths. Somebody said you can't love the fifth child as much as you love the first. Somebody doesn't have five children. Somebody said a mother can find all the answers to her child-rearing questions in books. Somebody never had a child stuff beans up her nose. Somebody said the hardest part of being a mother is labor and delivery. Somebody never dropped her baby for the first day of school. Somebody said a mother can stop worrying after her child gets married. Somebody doesn't know that marriage adds a new son or daughter-in-law to a mother's heartstrings. Somebody said a mother's job is done when her last child leaves home. Somebody never had grandchildren. Let me just interject there. I was at the airport picking up Val yesterday at the airport, right? <clears throat> and I'm watching, I love watching the people coming and going and the greetings and so on as, as I was waiting. And this girl in her 20s came through and a child ran up and flung her arms around her. Obviously, she was the auntie, the beloved auntie. And then the child, uh, they, they embraced and smiled and then the child <clears throat> got down. And then... Somebody else, an older lady, came through. And the child went, ran up to Granny, obviously, and did the same thing. And Granny held this little one in the tenderest embrace. It was a long embrace. And then she let the kid go, and the kid ran back out again. But you know what? Granny was there wiping tears from her eyes. Heart connection with this little one. You know, that's the reality of this thing of having children. You've got to reckon on it, folks. You know, if you can do something to ease the pain or to make it better for your mother today, don't miss the opportunity. Take it and do it. And don't let it just be today. Let it be whenever you can. Somebody said your mother doesn't, your mother knows you love her. You don't need to tell her. Somebody isn't a mother. Let's take the opportunity today and make sure they know that we honor them that we're grateful for what they've done. The gift doesn't have to be big, but the heart can do more of it. Make contact at some point today, if you possibly can, and let them know how much you appreciate what they've done for you. Let's stand for prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for these children. And Lord, we thank you for the mothers that we have in this room today. Now, Lord, we do ask your blessing upon these mothers, Lord. Or much sacrifice, many tears. Lord, much giving and much heartache. Lord, would you bless each one. And Lord, would you help all of us, Lord, to understand how important it is to honor our mothers and our fathers. And Lord, if there's somebody here today that has, a, has done something that they can fix, Lord, may it be fixed today. 
even though it might cost them embarrassment and cost them to step down off their pride. And Lord, for those that are here today that don't know you as Savior, oh, blessed Spirit of the living God, would you bring that conviction and draw them to you in that sweet, loving relationship? In Jesus' precious name, amen.